up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today we've got an interesting story. Uh, it comes to us from historicmysteries.com. Uh, it's a story of reincarnation and the possible proof of reincarnation through two twins, uh, the Pollock twins, uh, who were English girls. And they are often referenced in many books as actual proof of reincarnation. So reincarnation, you know, it is typically displayed and discussed in uh, religions like Buddhism and Hinduism. Uh, so many of you are familiar with this. Um, some people that are listening might actually be Buddhist uh, or practice Hinduism and uh, understand this philosophy. Uh, some people believe that... Uh, you know, if you're Christian, that if you die, you either go to heaven or hell, and there are no um, reincarnations. So it just depends on your belief system. Totally open to multiple uh, understandings of the universe and who we are. Um, from what I understand um, through near-death experiences is that we all are part of God and part of one being. Um, how far it goes beyond that, I have no idea. But that's just what I've read through near death experiences. And reincarnation is cool because it has not only the near death experience, but also multiple life experience in the reincarnation. So, in this story, the Pollock twins are English girls uh, who are often referenced as proof, and their parents uh, lived in England. Their parents were John and Florence Pollock, and they had two daughters, Joanna, 11, and Jacqueline, 6. Now, these were not twins. These were the daughters they had before the twins. On May 5th, 1957, the two children were killed in a car accident. The parents survived and were understandably devastated. So thus the story of the twins. So Florence got pregnant the following year. They were devastated. They wanted children again, right? They gave birth to twin girls on October 4th, 1958. Jillian and Jennifer were identical twins. But they had different birthmarks. Jennifer had a birthmark on her waist that matched the birthmark that the older sibling, the one that had, was alive before Jacqueline, had as well. Now, what's interesting is that Jacqueline also had a birthmark on her forehead that resembled a scar um, like this Jennifer twin did. So the family moved to Whitley Bay when the twins were three months old. Two years later, the girls started asking for toys that it belonged to their elder sisters, despite never having seen the toys before. So they were asking for toys that had never been seen. Okay? It's not like they were asking for toys that they saw in a toy box. They're asking for toys that they had never seen before. Really interesting. After the family returned to Hexham, where they lived before, the twins, despite never having been there, pointed out landmarks that their older sisters had known, and they also began to panic upon seeing moving cars shrieking the car is coming to get us after they turned five these memories had started to fade and their previous lives moved on away from them they eventually went on to live normal lives these twins though attracted the attention of dr ian stevenson uh, who passed away in 2007 but was active from 1918 to 2007 a psychologist who studied reincarnation in children he actually wrote a book in 1987 called The Children Who Remember Previous Lives, A Question of Reincarnation. And in that book, he describes 14 cases of reincarnation, including the Pollock girls. Now, what's interesting here is that 
just to take a pause, near-death experiences often have an event within them called the decision. The decision is to either die and and move on to the next realm, leaving behind your family, deciding to leave them alone. Most parents or and most family members that come back tell of the story that they felt like they were compelled to come back. They had to come back, that their children couldn't be uh, left without a parent. But what about a child? What about the children who died? The poly children, the older poly children who died in the car accident. And then their parents gave birth or, you know, became pregnant one year later. So technically two years after the accident, they gave birth. Um, what about children dying and going to the next realm? Are they given a decision or are they forced to, were they forced to come back and be reincarnated as these twins? That's the question I have because adults are, seem to be always given the, a decision or at least the ones that come back are given a decision. But what about these children who died? Were they so destroyed, were their bodies so destroyed that there's no way they could have come back and, and survived? So they had to be reincarnated? Or were they given a decision to move on to the next realm and to come back as twins to the same family they were already in? That's the real fascinating question I have. How does the politics play out in a situation like this. So that's a question you have to ask yourself. So this researcher Stevenson, he studied reincarnation for 40 years. During that time, he investigated thousands of cases. Most of the time, he, the, the locations that he researched and were readily available for him to research were in Asian countries where many people believe in reincarnation. He preferred to conduct his research in locations where the belief in reincarnation was common because parents who did not believe in reincarnation often discouraged their children from talking about past lives. So isn't that the f fascinating story about this is that, you know, to get information, you have to go to locations where they're willing to discuss the potential for past lives. If you came to a Western-based civilization, you know, especially through the 1900s, primarily folks you're going to engage with are not new age or buddhists or hindus they're going to be hardcore catholics or christians that it's it's a one and done situation so you had to conduct your research in locations where past lives were a possibility and real potential so that's what he did so additionally children made the best study subjects since they were less likely to make up stories about past lives so is reincarnation real um that's the question. People, in reincarnation, people live more than one life. They don't suffer eternal punishment after death. Does this really happen? Well, in his book, that's what he states. He states that he described one case where Dr. Stevenson uh, subjected a woman to hypnosis. She described her life as a courtier, C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R, of Richard II during the 14th century. It turned out that the woman had read a novel set at the court of Richard II several years before, and many of the details from her past life came from this novel. Now, there's other, other cases. Um, it's less easy to explain away reincarnations that involve... See, in that previous story, 
it's le- it, it, it's obvious that that woman uh, had read the story and potentially had invo- involved her subconscious in bringing out a lot of those details. However, that might not necessarily be the case either, right? Maybe her subconscious was interested in Richard II because her subconscious was able to tap into that understanding that she was a courtier back in the 14th century. Now, with children, in this case, um, James uh, Leininger, for example, was born in 1998 in San Francisco. He began having nightmares about plane crashes when he was two. Those nightmares stemmed from memories of of a past life in World War II where he was a pilot. James could tell his parents all about planes from that era. His parents weren't World War II buffs uh, who kept a bunch of books or memorabilia around. It seems strange that such young children could have memories that do not seem to be their own, and the Pollock twins are just one of those examples, where they seem to be cases of real reincarnation. However, if reincarnation is real, that we can come back after death, this is cause for hope. We can provide a little comfort for those uh, and our loved ones who die, and perhaps they will come back to us in this exact same life as someone else. Wouldn't it be fascinating if your parents perished when you were young, but then came back as your children? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be fascinating? I think that would be just, I mean, just thinking about that kind of a potential leaves a lot of room for um, imagination. And some might say that we are just too imaginative, that um, that we just, you know, are, are way out of our depths and that these stories are not real, that uh, they're just figments of our imagination and that um, we're just not not thinking correctly, right? But let's check out some other stories. Um, there's other professors who study this phenomenon. Uh, in Reader's Digest, there's uh, a story where Professor Jim Tucker thinks that past lives are possible. Here are a few accounts of children who may have been reincarnated. Now, in this story, uh, there's a dark-haired boy and, a, and, a, and his father, Ron. So Ron was looking down at his smiling son who had not yet turned two. He thought it was very strange, uh, a very strange thing to say uh, that when I was your age, I changed your diaper. Now, that's strange, isn't it? So, <laughs> his, his two-year-old is saying that. When I was your age, I changed your diaper. Okay? Not yet turned two, almost, actually. As a baby, Sam made similar remarks over the next few months. Ron and his wife, Kathy, gradually pieced together an odd story where Sam believed that he was his deceased grandfather, Ron's late grandfather who had returned to his family. More intrigued than alarmed, Ron and Kathy asked Sam, How did you come back? He states, I just went whoosh and came out of the portal. Although Sam was a a precocious child, he'd been speaking in full sentences from the age of 18 months. His parents were stunned to hear him use a word like portal, and they encouraged him to say more. They asked Sam if he had any siblings, and he replied that he'd had a sister who turned into a fish. His parents asked who had turned her into a fish. He states, some bad guys. She died. 
eerily enough, Sam's grandfather had a sister who had been murdered 60 years earlier, and her body was found floating in the San Francisco Bay. Ron and Kathy then gently asked Sam, Do you know how you died? Sam jerked back and slapped the top of his head as if he was in pain. One year before Sam was born, his grandfather died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Fascinating. So they state that 33% of Americans think that reincarnation is real. And some 10% actually report being able to recall their own past lives. This is fascinating. Because the Dr. Oz show would, uh, has hosted Dr. Even Alexander, who was a medical doctor who was an atheist. Didn't believe in, in any god or, and he also didn't really believe in the afterlife. Um, and so he died. And he states he was able to see his, his past lives. <clears throat> he started to write a book about it called Proof of Life. And Proof of Afterlife. And um, these stories are fascinating. Um, reincarnation itself is fascinating. Um, many books have been written by, about it. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's real? It's a good question. What about Edgar Casey? Edgar Casey is a well-known medium through which many spirits have come, and he has discussed many previous lives in his books and with other individuals who wish to understand their past lives. He undergoes these trances, and he um, actually created uh, Edgar Casey's Association for Research and Enlightenment. This is one of the first associations um, and institutions that studied reincarnation and multiple life theory. Um, many people also believed in his, his abilities. Folks like Thomas Edison. He states, the only survival I can conceive of is to start a new earth cycle again. Henry Ford, the man who created the Ford Company, uh, told the San Francisco Examiner in 1928 why he had adopted the theory of reincarnation when he was 26. He stated, work is futile if we cannot utilize the experiment we collect in one life in the next. When I discovered reincarnation, it was as if I found a universal plan. Time was no longer limited. The discovery of reincarnation put my mind at ease. There's other stories, too. They go on. Uh, they're fascinating. Um, the list goes on and on. Uh, you know, I mean, we could, we could talk about each one of these individuals all, you know, in their own podcast. But the Pollock sisters are just one example of many, of thousands of individuals who can recall their previous lives while being children. Now, adults can also recall previous lives if they undergo hypnotic regression. And many individuals are able to recall not only one life, but multiple lives over thousands of years. Going back to Egypt, going back to ancient Egypt, I should say, going back to ancient Rome, going back even farther, and not just having lives as a human, but being able to come back as any animal and any entity that you would want. 
that would be fascinating. Imagine coming back as a giraffe or a rhinoceros or a lion or a, an insect, um, you know, to have a life that you would want to have experienced. What's interesting is I was watching an, um, a near-death experience last night where an individual was given the decision to come back during his near-death experience, but he was allowed to remember some information during which the spirit guides told him that he could actually come back and have and experience this exact same life over again as a different entity if he'd like to. Not just being on earth again, but the exact same time period and the exact same life. Imagine if you could come back as your father and raise you, you know, and experience that. What if you could come back as your as your own children and experience what life would be like through their eyes. That would be fascinating. And so it really brings to life a lot of questions and, and queries about how we act and how we, we'd like to be treated, right? Imagine if you came back in this lifetime and you didn't treat your, your, your children very well or your wife or your husband very well or your, or any family member. And then you had to come back into this life and, and relive it. And you didn't like the way that you acted. It, it kind of is that golden rule, right? It's kind of like the near-death experiences as well, where you feel everyone who you've interacted with's emotions and how you've either allowed them to feel love or allowed them to feel pain. And when you feel that, it really makes you question how you how you interacted with them and how you'd like to interact moving into the future. So just keep that in mind. Hopefully you guys are doing the right thing. I'm sure you are. I'm sure we're all doing the best that we can do, right? I mean, given our situation and circumstances. Yes, do we all wish that we could change certain things and thir certain events that, that have happened? Absolutely. But you can always change now. And, and that's all you have control over. So do the best you can. And, and I will bring another... Uh, near-death experience or uh, reincarnation tale coming up. So I hope you listen in for that one. But anyway, I will let you guys go. Uh, 20 minutes coming up here. So I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves mentally, spiritually, physically, taking care of your friends and family, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.